Richard Jones war das. So go ahead. I'm on scene at 108 South 17. We've got uh, light smoke showing from a single story commercial building. Working fire, make it a regular alarm. Engine one up front arrival. Let's, uh, let's see if we can get in. Let's see if there's an FCC in the back before we do anything here. I'll be in the battle sheet for the command. Well, hey everybody, Jim over here at Justifiably Proud Productions. Today is Sunday, August 27, 2023, and I'm happy and excited to be with everybody today. I'd like to remind our listeners that uh, we have a YouTube channel now, Justifiably Proud Productions, as well as, um, of course, our, our normal website, um, Justifiably Proud Productions at buzzsprout.com. We encourage you to like and share our, our content. So we can capture more listeners. Um, it's been uh, it's been growing well, and we appreciate everybody who's consistently listened to uh, our content and watched some of our funny and silly stuff on uh, YouTube, as well as some of our more serious stuff. Uh, in particular, we've been focusing on the 16 life safety initiatives to make sure that all first responders uh, make it home at the end of every every run. Well, with this summer coming to a close. Um, to some extent, it's been 107. It's 106 right now, according to my thermometer here in McAllen, Texas. Um, but it's been about 107 just about every day. We did have a break last week with some slight uh, weather changes, which was nice. But uh, anyway, kids are getting back to school. I like to remind everybody about school zones and taking it easy when you're when you're running behind or even running early to work, uh, making sure you watch out for our children in our communities. And of course, um, usually this time of year, we get a couple of days in the fall where it sprinkles in the morning and, uh, roads can be slippery. So we want everybody to take extra special care as the new school year starts. And, uh, you know, just, uh, keep an eye on everybody's situational awareness. Uh, this week I've wanted to take some time. I've been wanting to take some time for a while now. Um, and talk a little bit about, uh, perseverance and, um, in doing some research on the topic and looking at, looking at some of the, the data that's out there. I, I have this particular story that I'd like to share with our listeners today, but before we do, I thought we'd take a moment to look and see, uh, exactly what perseverance is. Um, uh, we've used the word perseverance several times in our episodes along with persistence and uh, here's a quick, brief uh, recap of perseverance. It's a quality or trait that refers to the ability to persist and continue working towards a goal, even in the face of obstacles, difficulties, or setbacks. It involves determination, resilience, and a strong-willed attitude. Perseverance is often considered a key factor in achieving success in various aspects of life, whether it's personal, academic, professional, or athletic. Now, when I was doing some research and looking at different uh, definitions on the web, um, I found out several key aspects of perseverance. So, uh, number one, what I was able to find is resilience. Um, 
perseverance involves bounce, bouncing back, you know, and uh, everybody has their storms that they go through throughout their lives and um, the ability to bounce back um, really can set the tone for for how successful you can be. Um, you've seen many people um, come back from disasters, maybe a sport, sports injury or uh, some kind of career ending situation and you see them bounce back. And many times our society, um, our society likes to chastise people that go through maybe making poor decisions. Um, but, uh, some, sometimes there is those, the cheering section that, that likes to cheer for the underdog and see people come back. Um, so it's a bounce back from failures, uh, disappointments and adversity. Um, and it basically means not giving up when faced with challenges, but instead finding situ- ways of overcoming them. And what I've learned uh, going through st- different stuff throughout my life and career is that there's a process for everything. You know, I know that like um, um, I, I heard a st- statistic the other day that suicide rates are really tremendously up compared to years prior. And, you know, there, there's just there's always a process to get through stuff. I mean, yeah, it, it may hurt a little bit. It may hurt a lot. Um, it may be uncomfortable, but, um, in my experience, it's, it's important to know that there's processes to help people get through challenges. Um, one of the things I like, um, to, I like to remind people of, uh, and I learned this through my, my faith is that, uh, with every set, every setback is a setup for a comeback. I don't know where that came from or who, but I know that in a lot of my faith-based stuff that I listen to and watch, that is a common uh, thing that gets said. Every setback is a setup for a comeback. Um, so continuing with perseverance, you know, determination, it requires a strong commitment to your goals. Um, I've always struggled with even having goals. Like I know that there's things that I'd like to accomplish and do, but I've never really been good at putting them down on paper or having a, a checkbox, uh, to understand when I reach those goals, I'm easily distracted by other things. And, uh, sometimes it's hard, hard to do, but if you have a general overall goal of what you want to do, uh, determination of course plays a big part in achieving your goals. Um, basically you're setting your mind to specific objectives and you're willing to put in the time and effort required to achieve that. Um, sometimes, you know, I was thinking about it today that, um, working on some content for, for our channel, um, you know, and, and looking at some of the different, different stuff, um, some of the new technologies that are out there, and, you know, there's that fear of missing out when new stuff comes out and you don't want to miss out. You want to be on the front end of some new um, economical changing uh, product or event or concept, you know. And I was thinking about it today that some of the stuff I'm learning about through like artificial intelligence and just thinking about people that I may in in past years – People have brought up stuff to my attention and I blew them off like, man, that sounds like a lot of work and a lot of hard time, uh, hard, hard work and a lot of time and effort to do something that may or may not produce something. But, um, of course, once you find something that you really enjoy and you're passionate about, uh, 
uh, determination will play a big part in that. Um, Diane and I have gotten to this thing where once a week, we, we no matter what, we go out in the evening for one, one night a week. It may just be for coffee. It may be to walk around Home Depot or something. But we spend time uh, just working on, on us and enjoying our time together and not worried about kids, uh, work, school, career, you know, business, none of that stuff. And so um, I think it's important. I've learned as I've gotten older to try to balance out uh, my commitments. It's tough to do sometimes, especially if you're somebody who's active and, and is in part of maybe various uh, civic responsibilities or religious responsibilities. It can be tough to, to balance out, but um, I think if you strive, strive to have that balance, it, it helps. The next one is a big one for me, patience. Um, achieving significant goals often takes time. Perseverance involves having the patience to continue working towards your goals, even when progress was slow. And I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday, and he, he told me that when he got out of the fire academy, because it's still similar to this day, that you know a fire academy turns out 15 to 30, 30 firefighters, and there's not that many jobs for everybody. There's still a big you know, big volunteer fire service in many communities. And so he went, he went to the fire Academy around the time frame I did. And he talked about how <laughs> he got out of the Texas A&M fire Academy and he applied at a couple places and tested. And it was about 30 days later and he wasn't having any luck. So he considered going into the uh, U S coast guard. He didn't do that. After all, he ended up getting hired at a, at a fire department here in Texas. But, um, I know that was big for me too. And then I started looking back when I graduated from the fire Academy, it, it only took like two months to, to find a place, uh, willing to give me an opportunity. So patience, of course, um, can be sometimes a challenge. We, we, in today's world, when we want everything now and we want it immediate, um, and we want it, we want it our way, right? The Burger King slogan, um, patience can be can be a a tough thing to practice. Adaptability. So circumstances change. Um, things happen. You know, um, life gets in the way, or or family matters, or whatever. You know, um, you, perseverance requires you to um, don't stubbornly stick to a single path, but being adaptable to trying new strategies. <clears throat> if um, things aren't going your way, you got to kind of, and, and many of you know this, I mean, you got to kind of set back, get back to the small picture and then start growing it and see a different route. You know, it's kind of like uh, just you're hitting a roadblock or a wall. You may just need to step back or get somebody else's view on the matter. You know, if you're trying to trying to do something with your your career or or school goals or whatever or, you know or your family i mean it's it's very important the whole point of this this podcast was to share our experiences with others so they don't have such a such a challenging time as we may have uh, to get through different storms that we encounter mental toughness perseverance often involves overcoming mental barriers uh, self doubt and negative thoughts the negative thoughts, I like to call it my dishonest thinking. Um, 
Dishonest thinking is basically uh, thinking something's going to go one way and you have no idea how things are going to go, especially when it comes into stuff that matters that we can't control. My dishonest thinking will sit there and play around in, 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 in my mind and uh, drive me nuts sometimes, you know. So it takes a while to learn how to be mental tough. And it's tough sometimes, you know. Uh, having a strong mental attitude to push through challenging situations doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. and uh, But it is an important aspect of, of being, being uh, persistent and persevering through, through life situations. Consistency is key to the perseverance. To perseverance, it means showing up and putting in effort regularly, even when you don't feel like it. I've talked about that a lot, suiting up and showing up. I had a friend tell me this summer, um, we were working at a, at a convention, and we were talking about some other thing that was happening, and I was stressing about something, and he said, you know, I find that if I just show up and do what I need to do, everything seems to work out. You know, and I think that breaks it down just about as as basic as you can get. You know, just suit up and show up. My mom used to tell me all the time, well, why don't you go see what it's all about before you already, you know, make a decision about how this group's going to be or this sporting, you know, whatever. Whatever it was I was trying out at the time, you know, I would already have a reason why it wasn't going to be any good for me. And um, sometimes, you know, I've been invited to other people's uh, churches, for example, and five or ten years ago, that would have been you. You wouldn't catch me in another religious church, but nowadays I'm more open to like, hey, they're inviting me to come see their their worship, you know. And um, I don't usually when I'm invited to somebody else's church, I go to check it out. I may not go back ever again, but um, when somebody invites me to something, um, I try to um, make it a point to. To show up, being that they were considerate enough to consider me to show up to their event, it's important uh, to show up and you never know, you just never know what may happen. So we talked a little bit about goals earlier and goal setting, um, setting clear and achievable goals is an important aspect of perseverance. Uh, but some of us like to shoot from the hip and keep it real, right? Uh, knowing what you're working towards can provide motivation and direction. So, um, you know, of course, like it said, with adaptability, you start you start in your career, no matter what it is, fire, EMS, military, and you know that you want to be in this thing. Like you want to be on a nuclear sub uh, when you join the Navy, Um But when the, once you get there, then what? That's the end, you know? If you make it to a sergeant in the police department, is that the end? Or do you want to move up to another rank? You know, um, I had somebody ask me the other day uh, about preparing for um, what was it? Somebody asked me, I applied for a, a position a while back, and somebody asked me, did you talk? Did you go home and talk to your wife about it? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, how did you prepare for this job? And I said, well, I've been preparing since August 22nd of 1990. And they were like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, I've, since the first time I set foot in a fire station, I've been preparing for the whatever next is going to come come down the path. You know, and uh, goal setting has played a big part in that. But 
I can tell you one thing. When I started in the fire service, I had no plans. I just wanted to be a firefighter. That's it. That's all I knew that I wanted to do. And then, of course, when you get in, you get on board and you get these other opportunities presented to you, you you typically want to take advantage of those and see where it takes you. And it's really an exciting, exciting ride. And it's exciting to be a, be a part of that. So goals, you know, uh, are important. Um, and that's something like, like I said, that I need to get good at putting down on paper. And then finally, learning from failure, um, perseverance involves seeing failures as opportunities to learn and grow rather than reasons to give up. Um, again, it means using setbacks as stepping stones towards success. So you've heard a lot about people that these millionaires and billionaires that had six or seven companies before they ever had one that was, that was successful. And I'm sure that, um, they don't recommend that to everybody, but you've heard the stories of people sleeping on their couch in their office while they're trying to get their business up and running. Um, or the several people sharing one hotel room while they're traveling to go try to sell their product to somebody. And, um, it's those stories that are really, uh, really continue to um, encourage people to not give up, you know, and um, just keep on trucking, you know. So oftentimes perseverance is seen as a valuable trait. Um, it can lead to personal growth and accomplishment of significant goals. If you're working on a long-term project or you're pursuing your career, maintaining a relationship or, or whatever, um, having perseverance can help you overcome challenges and stay committed to your objectives. And so the episode, this episode is called Perseverance, God Only Knows. And I've been wanting to talk about um, this uh music group for quite a long time, and I think this perseverance has a lot to do with it. Many years ago, um, when I started getting on the social media and and utilizing like things like YouTube and stuff to learn about different things, um, I stumbled upon the, uh, the Beach Boys. And I had always somewhat been a fan of the Beach Boys, you know? Um, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, own necessarily all their albums or, but I knew a lot of their songs and I, I could rock out to some of their songs, you know? And so I started watching these videos. There, there's this one video, um, behind the sounds, uh, good vibrations. And, you know, this is a group that started in like 1962, uh, young kids, you know, and, it was about the, the, the West coast, um, surfing and all that stuff. You know, that's kind of what they, what they pursued and what their songs were about. And as you learn about the beach boys, you learn that there was, there came a point where they had to transition and, you know, the Beatles were hot and they had to really transition their music and do something out of their norm, um, to keep it going. And so, um, the Beach Boys were made up of um, three brothers, I think uh, their cousin, Mike Love, and then another gentleman, Al Ardeen. And uh, it was Brian, um, 
Brian, Dennis, and uh, Carl Wilson were the three brothers, and then their cousin Mike Love and Al Ardine was a childhood friend. And so <clears throat> these these young men worked this this music, and uh, they had their own challenges. I mean, um, their their father. Um, wanted to be, I guess, their music producer. This is all from what I've gathered. I've watched so many different movies. There's even been recent movies about Brian Wilson and stuff. And I've watched these movies and um, just learned a little bit about everything. But uh, when they started, let me let me just step back here. When they started their group, they started they started touring. Well, Brian apparently he's kind of like me kind of had some uh, some fear of, of flying and decided he couldn't fly anymore and i guess this was closer to like 1966 so the group had to go out and do the touring and all that while brian stayed back and wrote the music and and started producing stuff and the interesting thing about all this is that um Brian had these these goals and the, these objectives to write music. Now everybody had a piece in it. Um, everybody had their little aspects of it, but Brian was really able. Brian Wilson was really able to take all these little things and put them together and make these really orchestrated masterpieces. And so, I'm watching this behind the sounds video of Good Vibrations, and here's this kid. I mean, I'm assuming he's in his 20s and he's in the record studio and he's giving orders to like so-and-so was playing the drums for the for the song and like other people were playing the creating the music for the song. And so he's given these middle-aged men and, and I'm assuming there were some females there too, uh, direction on how he wanted everything to sound. I mean, they, they said it was several comments like it was borderline like obnoxious to how much detail uh, Brian wanted in these songs. And so they released uh, Pet Sounds in 1966. And then there's another video um, of the making of Wouldn't It Be Nice. And it's really wild to watch. I don't know, he used like he called in six pianos, so many violinists. He used the accordion, you know, like the the good vibrations used the what is it the theram, theremin, the the thing like from Star Trek to to make the sound for good vibrations. So when he did uh, when they did, wouldn't it be nice? They used all these different uh, multiple, I mean, uh, tenor saxes and regular saxes and. And just put all this music together. I've even read and heard stories that some of the sounds were were recorded in one studio because the acoustics were different. And then some of the sounds from the other song were recorded in another studio. And so I don't know how these kids got access to these studios. I'm assuming they had some original success and they got going and then they were able to rent these studios and make music. But Brian Wilson was there like an incident commander. I mean, he was just driving the charge, you know. He would tell him, like, I want to hear it like this, boom, boom, you know, and all this stuff. And so this was this was in the 60s, um, and they were a bunch of good, clean-cut kids, you know. And um, they released Pet Sounds, and it had all these hits, you know. One of the songs was uh, God Only Knows, and... 
Brian had the wherewithal to let his brother Carl uh, record that song. I don't know. I don't know what the specifics were. I don't know if they tried having this person sing or this person sing, but in the end, Carl Wilson is the one who sang vocals on that song. And there was no, I mean, I'm sure there was, I'm sure when you have a band of five people, there's going to be some arguing and stuff, but you know, they, they persevered through all that stuff. And then, um, I continue watching videos of how, uh, you know, the group had their challenges and, um, it's just something you'd have to check out for yourself. But of course the seventies come, come around and, uh, LSD and all this drug use was being done and all that stuff. And you just, I, I watched a video of Brian Wilson in the seventies and here's this kid from the sixties. You watch him in one video and then you watch him in the seventies and he's just totally different, you know? And, um, it was it was to some extent disappointing to see how uh maybe arrogance was coming out a little bit or he knew he knew he was a brilliant uh composer but he was being a little bit arrogant about it i forget who was interviewing him but you could tell that i mean it's funny how you could watch and you can watch today the generations change i mean you look at people how they dressed and wore their hair in the 80s i mean there's an obvious difference between the 90s and the and today, well, it's just like that. You see these clean cut kids in the sixties, you know, uh, and then you see them looking like hippies in the seventies, you know, and that's, that's the way I saw it. Like, man, what the hell happened? You know? And so Brian Wilson, of course, since then has, has, uh, um, he persevered through a lot of stuff. I mean, just a lot of stuff. You'd have to you'd have to go and watch some of the some of the films I'm talking about or listen to some of the interviews. And the interesting thing is that out of the three, you know, Brian uh I forgot to mention that he could he composed all this music and he couldn't hear out of one of his ears. And I think it was related to possibly some uh, some uh, physical abuse. But he couldn't listen out of one of his ears, yet he could make all this wonderful music and sounds and harmonies. And he persevered through that, you know. Uh, I don't know how many times he was married, but <clears throat> if you watch his life, there, there's several, like I said, several productions out there. And you see what he's persevered through. And then to look right now and see that his brother Carl is dead, his brother Dennis is dead. They were all, I mean, if, if you would have probably asked anybody in the seventies, I'm assuming who, which one of the beach boys was going to die first, it probably wasn't going to be those two, you know, and Brian's just continued to, um, continue on and, and be, uh, be productive. And he seems like a very humble individual today. And, uh, he just, you know, I watch, I watch some of his stuff now and, he, uh, the latest one, I was bound for Orlando airport last year. Uh, we were going to inspect an apparatus and they were showing a film on Brian Wilson, um, on the airplane. And he was riding around with a reporter or a, a documentary talking about some of this stuff that I'm mentioning. And, you know, there was times where he got sad and there was times where he got happy, but you know, and then I have him on, on Twitter and some other stuff and you see how he reaches out to other people and, 
And then you just hear like people like Elton John talk about him and the group and everything they've done. But it's, it's definitely due um, to perseverance. And so I'm going to take, take a second just to wrap it up with this. So they came out in the sixties. My dad would have been, my mom and dad would have been teenagers. Um, so they were impacted by the beach boys. They weren't necessarily big fans, but I'm sure they enjoyed some of their music as I do. And then I come along, I come along and, and I learn about the beach boys. Probably my first introduction to the beach boys was probably California girls. I remember hearing it when I was a, a young kid. Um, and then, uh, you know, I enjoyed their music. And uh, then a few years ago in 2016, I took the family out to California. We went to Los Angeles um, to check out the West Coast. And one day we decided to drive up to Malibu. And the car we had had XM radio. And I remember, I remember seeing there was a, you know how they do these channels where like they'll have an Elvis channel for a month or they'll have... Uh, Nirvana channel for a month or whatever. Well, we just happened to stumble upon the Beach Boys channel. And I'm like, huh. So I, I kind of announced to the family that, uh, why don't we listen to the Beach Boys since we're heading out to Malibu? And everybody agreed. And, you know, Lauren is like 11 years old. And the opening of Wouldn't It Be Nice comes on. And you know the dun 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 dun, dun. and Lauren goes, I know this song, and she's like, Wouldn't it be nice? And I'm like, Wow, what an amazing, incredible impact to affect three generations, and who knows where it'll stop. But I couldn't believe that my daughter of eleven knew that song, and um, she, of course, doesn't know the whole history behind the Beach Boys, but it brought joy, you know. The Beach Boys are still, to this day, being able to bring joy uh, to multiple generations. And I think it's due to perseverance. And uh, I just, um, I continue, anytime I see something pop up about the Beach Boys and what they're doing, I uh, I tune in. Because uh, God only knows what you may find. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care, be safe. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side here on Justifiably Proud Productions.